We've been studying over the last couple of weeks the idea of faithfulness. How faithful are we? How faithful are we walking? What are the things that we're doing in the area of being faithful? There was a story of a man who stood on the side of the road and he was hitchhiking on a very dark night. It was the middle of a tough, very hard storm. And as the night was rolling on, he was, he was stuck there. There weren't a whole lot of cars that were coming by to, to, to be able to offer him some help. But uh, he did finally see that there was one car who was coming by and it began to come to us. To, uh, it started to slow up as it was approaching him. And it didn't quite stop. But it slowed up enough. He was able to, to, to get inside, but they, they didn't open the door. And so they, they had the window open. And so he decided that, you know, this is really a nasty, nasty rain. So he jumps in the window and lands in the back seat. And as he uh, situates himself and he gets in the, in the chair, he begins to look ahead and notices that there's no driver in this car. But the car is moving. So he gets a little tense at that. We're in a storm where the car is moving, but there is no driver. And as he looks out the, the window, the headlights, he gets close enough, to, the headlights are beginning to illuminate what is in front of him, because you can't see real far, but you can see a little bit, and it begins to illuminate what's in front of him, and he begins to see that they are heading to a very sharp turn. And again, there's no one driving the car. And so he, he doesn't know what to do. So you jump out, and he, he's, he's, all these things are going through his head, and all of a sudden, in the window, reaches in an arm... And he grabs hold of the steering wheel and turns the wheel so the car turns and avoids the going off the, the edge and it continues on the road. Well, this totally freaked him out and he just hopped out of that car. <laughs> and he decided it was better walking than it was to do something like that. And so he began to walk on down and he gets over to the nearest service station that was there and, and as he, he uh, pulls in, a couple of guys were standing there by the gar, car and they said, look, isn't that the guy who jumped into the car when we were pushing it? <laughs> command that Joshua was given. Command that Joshua was given in the, in the Bible was to be strong and courageous. It is easy to be strong and courageous when you're not weak and afraid. Isn't that right? It's harder when you're when things are coming against you and affecting you that way. How do we sound? Do we get rid of everything? Is it still there? I have no idea what... It's not usually ever in there, even with the backup people, so I don't know what to tell you to do. <laughs> Somehow that uh, something got switched and we're not sure who that is. So Joshua was given a command. We've been looking at the area of faithfulness. Last week we looked at Joseph, one who was faithful. Back in the book of Proverbs, over in chapter 20 and verse 6, it said that many people think they are faithful, but few really are. In other words, everyone thinks they are faithful to the standard that they have, and they are, they are doing what God wants them to do. But God looks down on us and says, you know what? There aren't that many faithful people. Now, if I have people around me or I myself thinking that I'm faithful, but God doesn't. In the end, whose opinion counts? <laughs> so I have to make sure that in this life, I'm doing the things that make me faithful to God. 
if I'm not doing the things that cause me to be faithful to God, then what I'm doing isn't going to help out a whole lot. So I've got to learn what faithfulness is to God. We looked at Saul a few weeks back. And we saw that he was faithful sometimes. And he was faithful to the point that he thought he should be faithful. But apparently it wasn't faithful like God thought he should be faithful. He wasn't faithful enough. And we saw the problems that he had with that. Last week we looked at Joseph. And with Joseph we saw that this man continued to be faithful even though he kept being demoted and going down. But he didn't let that hinder his faithfulness. He kept that going. And we saw that there is a pattern of faithfulness. That in our life we have patterns that we bring about. Patterns. That we, we, the things we talked about is you know your car. How many of you keep your car clean? Inside and out. That's a pattern. And if something happens that affects that pattern, doesn't it bug you? If, if uh, you loaned your car out to someone and it came back dirty, what do you do? Well, I, maybe next week I'll get to cleaning it. No, what do you do? Right away, because it's a pattern. You have established a pattern with that. I will have that car clean. I will, and that's just the way that you go with that. Other folks, you have patterns of being on time. You despise being on time and you do things to make sure that you are always on time. Isn't that right? Other folks, you have patterns that you're late all the time. You know why? Because you continue to follow the patterns. How many of you know it? You have the, the same patterns. The same problems plague you. You know, if, you're, if work starts at 8 o'clock, you're there at 8.10. 8.15. If you change jobs and the new time to get into work is 10 o'clock, guess what time you show up? 10 after 10. 10.15. Why is that? Because you've established a pattern. And no matter what the goal is, you will always come up to that kind of pattern. Unless you break it. You can break a pattern. You can do it, but it takes effort. And you have to establish a new pattern. And get out of that. If you aren't working out and you want to work out, what do you have to do? Establish a pattern of working out. And once you establish that pattern of working out, then it's easier to maintain. But then something comes along and breaks that pattern. Some emergency comes up. So what do you have to do the next time that you're scheduled to work out? You've got to make sure you get there because you're, going to, you're threatening to start a new pattern. Not one that you want to do. So we looked at patterns. But here today we want to take a look at Joshua and some things that he was commanded. So in order to see what he was commanded, we need to go over to the book of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, into the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now look at this thing he's commanded here. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. 
As I was with Moses. There's the example. There's the pattern. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to give their fathers to give them. So he says to be strong and of good courage. Because to this people, you, speaking to Joshua, you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I promised or swore to their fathers to give them. So he's, inst- he's said a whole lot here. I promised it to give them. I'm going to come through with it. And I'm going to come through with it in your days. You are the one who will divide the land. That means he has to first conquer it. You cannot divide what you have not conquered. Only be strong and very courageous. Do you notice a pattern? This is the second time that he's been exhorted to be strong and courageous. This time he said be very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law. That you may may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. So first, be strong and good courage in dividing the land, in taking the land that God had promised them. Be strong and a good courage to it. Then, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law. Did you know that obeying the Word of God takes strength and courage? You already knew that, didn't you? Well, he's telling them, be strong and very courageous because things will come against you that will cause you to disobey the word. And in order for that not to happen, you must be strong and courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. So as you're going on down the road, there are things... He's saying... Not, he's not saying don't be distracted, is he? He's saying be strong and very courageous. And then he talks about not going to the right or to the left. Right? That means if he's exhorting you to be strong and courageous and not to go to the right or left, that something in the road could scare you. Something in the road would appear stronger than you. We're not talking about an exhortation that, jo- that God is fearing or, or thinking that Joshua would be distracted. Because he doesn't talk about that. He talks about not going off to the right or to the left, but to be strong and very courageous. So just like Joshua, there are things in your road that will pop up, that will cause you to get weak or to appear to yourself to be weak that will begin to scare you that you need courage. If you want to prosper, you must have strength and courage against these things. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe it to do according to all that is written therein. According to all that is written therein. We have to be careful to do according to all that is written therein. So he said in order to do that, make sure that it doesn't depart from your mouth. Keep speaking the word. 
Keep meditating on the Word. Keep it coming out of your mouth. Keep it coming around your, between your ears. Let it keep bouncing around in there. Be strong and very courageous. He says that you may make your way prosperous and then you will have good success if you stay on this way of meditating on the Word and speaking the Word so that you are careful to observe it. Now, how many of you have ever gone to the grocery store for your spouse? And they said, uh, I need milk, eggs, and bread. French toast run. <laughs> and we always have the French toast runs around here whenever the storm comes in. I don't know why everybody wants to make French toast. but <laughs> Eggs, milk, and bread. And so you go on over there. You want to make sure that you remember everything. And so what do you do if you don't write it down? If you're not one of those people who writes it down, and I know that you are here. What do you do? You say it over and over. Bread, milk, and eggs. Bread, milk, and eggs. Bread, milk, and eggs. And you go around, you say this over and over because you don't want to forget it. And then all of a sudden, someone comes up to you. Hi, how you doing? Bread, milk, and eggs. Hi, hi. And then you forgot. Bread, milk, and... But the way that you are careful to make sure that you get it is that you go over it and over it. Bread, milk, and eggs. Bread, milk. We'll do the same thing with the Word of God. Amen. Go over it and over it. What does the Word of God have to say about that? Here's my path that I'm on. This is the path that God said to go. He said, be strong and very courageous. Now there's something in front of me. What did He say? And i got to make sure that I do what it is that He said. And be strong and courageous in that endeavor. Have I not commanded you? <laughs> be strong and of good courage. This is what? The third time. Now, when God repeats something, folks, it means something. We told you this example before. But especially when you're in college. I think it's been too long since I've been in high school. I think they did it then. But I know they did it in college. They would tell us, sometimes when they're going on through, this will be on the test. If they say to you when you are in class taking notes, this will be on the test. What do you do in your notes? It is starred. It is highlighted. It is in capitals. It is underlined. Whatever it is that you need to do, you are going to bring your attention to it because when you are studying, you are going to spend especially great amount of time on that thing because it's going to be on the test. You know what's going to be on the test. You're looking for it. When it gets there, there it is. I was expecting you. And you are ready for it because you were careful all the time that you were studying to be mindful of what he said. This will be on the test. It'll be there. You don't wonder. He said this is going to be on the test. I'm studying it. I'm getting it ready. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, this is quite a command he gave him. But you can, you can summarize this this way. Be strong and of good courage. Joshua, be strong in the work that you're going to do for God. Be strong and of good courage. Now, he gave him a lot of reasons why he should be. A lot of things to look out for. But basically, be strong and of good courage. And then he ends it up here. Do not be afraid. So in case you're wondering what I meant by this, I'm talking about do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If your teacher who's giving you the test says, do not study chapter 3, what happens to chapter 3? It is gone. 
It does not exist. We go from chapter 2 to chapter 4. We don't look at the pictures. We are skipping this because I don't need to do it. I don't need that information in my head. I only want to retain what I have to retain to get by that test. Skip chapter 3. Do not be afraid. That means skip fear. Skip it. As soon as you are presented with chapter 3 or you're presented with fear, what do you do? Skip it. Oh, that's fear. Oh, I'm supposed to skip that. <laughs> so, I don't, that's not on the test. I don't need that. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So don't be shocked at stuff that happens. Don't be thrown by it. Why? Why should I not be thrown by it? Have you ever had surprises? Have you had things happen? I wasn't expecting that. What does it do to you? Does it cause you to be dismayed? He says, don't let that happen. Because he says, for the Lord your God is with you almost every place you go. Now, what's he saying? Wherever you go, the Lord your God is with you. Boy, wouldn't you like to be Joshua? Hasn't he made some of the promises to you? Absolutely, he has. So, we see this repeated a number of times. Be strong and of good courage. And so he does that. And he crosses over the Jordan. He comes up to the Jordan River. And the Jordan's flooded. And so they come up and they do what they say to do. And the Jordan parts. And they walk across the Jordan. Boy, isn't that good. And then they get over to Jericho. And God says, walk around the thing seven times. So they walk around the thing seven times. He was strong and very courageous in that. Six days, one time. Seventh day, seven times. He walks around it and gets all that done. So then what happens? Then they do the shouting thing and the banging and all that. And then all of a sudden the walls come down and they go in there and they conquer and things were good. Well, has he been strong and very courageous? Yes, he has. Now, you know the story pretty well. And we know that in this story that they kept some of the things they weren't supposed to keep. That wasn't so good. Chapter 7. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the cursed things for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, and the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua, said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about three thousand men went up up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai, and the men of Ai struck down about thirty-six men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebarim, and struck, struck them down on the descent. Therefore the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the, the ark of the Lord until the evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? What was the command given to Joshua? 
Be strong and very courageous. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you half the places you go. Almost all the places you go. All the places except Ai. All the places, the big cities, but not the little cities. All the cities, but not the villages. What did he say? Wherever. So, if Joshua would have meditated on what was said by God, be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. And he faces this obstacle at Ai. Thirty-six men died. And all the people's hearts melted. Well, we can't be standing before him. How do we just stand here? And we can't stand before him. And he gets before a guy and says, Why have you brought us all the way up to here just to kill us now? Basically is what he's saying. But what did God say? I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Don't veer off. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. It's easy when the walls fall down. It's easy when the river parts. But it's harder when you lose a battle at Ai. Now he's got something to be afraid of. Now he's got something to be dismayed by. And so the first obstacle that they hit in the path, what do they do? They blame it on God. Why did you bring us all the way out here to have this happen? Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All of a sudden they thought AI was left out. Now understand this. Put this in your outline. You don't have to fill in the blank for this one. Everything is always God's fault when things go wrong. Isn't that right? To us, I'm not talking about God, but to us, isn't it always God's fault? You didn't mess up. It's God. You got a financial issue. You got a health issue. Who messed up? God did. I didn't mess up. So we put this in your outline too. God is not behind all that goes on. I've preached this since the day I started preaching. I still run into people who still think God is behind it. Well, if that happened to me, I guess God wanted it to. Hogwash. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Stop being dismayed. Stop being put in fear. You see, people get put in fear when something comes along their road that they weren't expecting. When something comes along their road that they, they, they have to see it as being from God. Because otherwise they're becoming fearful, dismayed, and so forth. Stop it. Do you know that things will come in the way of your road that are not from God? Now, I'll tell you all this today and by tomorrow some of you will forget it. Don't pretend. I know you. You'll forget it. You'll have something go on. God, why'd you let this happen? Oh, he did say that yesterday, didn't he? God is not behind all that goes on in your life. He's not all that goes on in this world. Bad people do bad things. Jesus taught that. How many times have we tore apart some of the things Jesus taught people? Because Jesus was getting the question, can bad things happen to good people? Can they? Yes. Does it mean they were bad people? No. God is not behind all that goes on. God gives warnings and wisdom, but not possession. What do we mean by that? God will give you wisdom from His Word, 
He will give you warnings through people who come up and speak things to you. But He will not overtake you and possess you and make you do what you're supposed to do. God is not in the possession business. That's somebody else's business who does that. It's not God's. You have the ability to make any mistake you want to. Glory to God. You can make any mistake you want to and it isn't God's fault. God didn't make you eat at McDonald's every day. It was just your opportunity. You drove by it. And you took it. He didn't make you do that. God didn't make you make that decision. Go in that direction. Say that thing. Do that thing. He didn't make you do that. You did. Stop blaming Him for your stuff that's in the road. Now, when the stuff comes in the road, what are you supposed to do? Run and hide? Sit there and quake in your boots? No, what do you say? Don't be veered off to the right hand to the left hand. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Keep on going. Stay on your path. However many of you people are still listening to the news media, I know some of you are because God keeps making me having to listen to things that they say so I can warn you about it. I despise them. You know I despise them. Every month, I despise them more. It is escalating so much, I almost can't take it. Despise them. They will not come in my house. They will not come in my house. You know what? I love watching the storms. I already determined when we went into this, this season and the hurricanes were here, I said, I don't care what storm comes where. I'm not watching them. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hear them because I am fed up with them. They are a bunch of liars and people believe them. Get so fed up with them. Don't listen to those folks. Please don't listen to those folks. Turn them off in your house. Your house will change. Turn KYW off of your radio. Your car will change. It will, ask, your outlook on life will change. Get rid of it. Just listen to what God has to say. You want to go get some news? Go over there with, with Pat Robertson. I think he's got a, a C, CBN. Isn't that he's a CBN guy? I go over there if I'm going to get news. Now, I don't read all his stuff because some of his, comes, some of his stuff comes from the AP. That's as godless of a news, news uh, source as you can get. If you see AP down the bottom, just understand. It means AP equals godless. That's what it means. We do not believe in God. We hate God and everything about God. That's their signature. AP, godless. You see it? AP, godless. They don't believe in God. They want to get God out of everything that they can. Fight them. Don't let them do it. But I determined if a hurricane came on through, I was not going to watch the footage. I'm going to see it. Because I'm, I am so fire mad at those guys. I wouldn't even watch that. I don't even watch them for sports clips. If I miss an Eagles game, tough. <laughs> when the Phillies won the World Series, you know what I did after the way they won the World Series? Turned it off. Because I didn't want to see the news reports about them winning the World Series. Because I knew somewhere they'd mix in a lie. That's how little trust I have with them. My life is good because I don't listen to those guys. I want you to know that. Anyway, don't listen to these people. What was Joshua told? Be strong. Be strong. What did he listen to? Something else, didn't he? WIP. WIP or a KYW. He listened to something else. He got another report in there. You're over there. You listen to the Word of God. The Word of God says, I will prosper you in all the things you do. Whatever you set your hand to will be successful. I will give you wisdom when you need wisdom. This is what God promises you. I will give you health all of your days. And then you turn on that awful media and they begin to tell you other things. 
and they begin to tell you the flu is coming. <gasps> I'm going to get sick. Nine out of ten people have the flu. And what do you think? I must be one of the nine. No way, I'm one of the ten. I'm the tenth guy who didn't get it. You can join and become part of the ten too. Just believe God's Word on it. Stop listening to them. They're going to be out there telling you that depression is coming. Well, I've heard what some people talk about that before. They can say that all they want. You don't have to participate. You don't have to participate. Believe in it. But you see, you begin to let that stuff come in and you begin to get it in, inside of you and you begin to become fearful. I wonder if I have my job tomorrow. I wonder if my bank is going to go bad and I lose all the money in the bank. And gas, I know it's going to be low right now, but I just know it's going up. I just know it. It's going up and I won't be able to afford gas and I won't be able to drive anywhere. And then groceries. Did you see my grocery bill last month? Oh, and then you hear the news media and they say, corn is going up. Wheat is going up. Diesel is going up. It's going to drive gas prices up. It's going to drive the food prices up. And, every, and you hear all this stuff and you begin to think, oh, no. And what do you do? Become fearful and dismayed. Why did you do that? Because you stopped meditating on the right things. Folks, when we talk about being faithful, we're not just talking about being faithful in actions in that if somebody asks you to do something, you always do it. We're talking about being faithful to His Word. When His Word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that means... Then why do you meditate on things that talk about God going someplace else? Why do you talk about being part of the Great Depression that hasn't even come upon us yet? Why do you talk about these high gas prices that have not even hit yet? I told you when they were, I told you when they were high before, they would not stay there. Did I not tell you that? You folks come out on Wednesday night. You know I hit you with that how many times? I told you it is not staying there. And guess what? It did not stay there. Stop listening to these things. They are making you fearful and dismayed. Stand up to it. Meditate on the Word of God. Turn the media off. Be one of those people who do not subscribe to the newspapers anymore. I, told, I think I told some folks on Wednesday night, you know, I actually went out and bought a newspaper a couple of weeks ago. They looked at me in shock. I said, yeah, I needed stuff to start my fireplace. <laughs> I think one, one, I bought a Sunday one because you get more paper out of that. And uh, I think that will carry me through the entire year. I don't think I'll need to have any more. I understand if you have a dog or something like that, you may need to still go out and buy some paper. But get that stuff out of your house. You don't need it. You don't. But I enjoy doing it. But you know what? I used to enjoy reading the paper too. I used to love in the morning reading the newspaper. Most of the sports section. I love reading the sports section. But I would read other parts. I got down to where I was just reading the sports section. And I don't read any of it anymore. No, I still, li I still like that. But I haven't done it in years. And I won't. I won't listen to those people. I'm not putting that stuff in. I'm meditating on what the Word of God says. If you want to make your way prosperous, you want to make sure you don't become afraid or dismayed or steer off to the right or steer off to the left, then stay out of that stuff. Now, I know this week some of you are still going to turn it on. But it's up to you. No, I have more confidence in you than that. You'll, you'll do all right. So what, what was Joshua, Joshua told? 
Be strong and courageous. Is he being faithful to what he was told? He is not being faithful to what he is being told. So look at God's reaction to Joshua, who is not being faithful to what he was told. So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up! Now, just understand, he didn't, he didn't go over here and say, Get up, Joshua. Get up, Joshua. You know, it's not like you were going in and waking your son or daughter up in the morning. Get up, honey. Get up, sweetie. Come on, it's, it's time to go to school. Right? Isn't that how you do it? On the first time, that might be. But I want you to picture what happens when they don't respond the first time, they don't respond the second time, they don't respond the third time, and it's now five minutes until the bus arrives. What are you doing? Get up! Get up now! It is time to get up! And you go over there and you grab them by the arm and yank them out of bed. Right? Thank you, sir. Because it is time to get up! Don't get the idea that God is over here. Get up, Joshua. He is saying, get up! I'm tired of you. What are you doing all this bell aching for? What did I just get done telling you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. That's what he said. Joshua's not doing it. He is not being faithful. And what kind of a God does he see when he is not faithful to God's Word? Does he see a sweet, loving, merciful God? Or does he see an angry God who says, Get up! Move it! Get up! Quit blaming me for this. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. It's simple. Did I not tell you I wouldn't leave you? Why are you accusing me of leaving you? Isn't that what they're doing? How many times have you accused God of leaving you, folks? Don't just put this off on Joshua. How many times have you accused God of leaving you? How many times have you had financial stuff is going on and, oh God, we're not going to get out of this one. This is the big one. This one's taking us down. What's God had to say to you? If you'll hear it, get up! Quit it! Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have taken, they've even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived and they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you. That's how severe this was. Get up! Sanctify the people and say, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus says the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from you. Get up, Joshua. There's not a time for this. This is not a time for prayer, is what God is saying. Get up. This is not a time of prayer. This is a time of action. You get up and you get out there and you sanctify these people. Not a time for prayer, but a time for action. How many times do we want to put things into a time of prayer because it's easier? I'd rather just stay here in my bedroom, kneel down by my mattress and pray. But God says, get up. 
Get out there and act on this thing. Stop being afraid. Be courageous. And go after it. Stand up to it. You got that report. You're going into a depression. You're going into a recession. Folks, that hasn't even happened yet. And they're talking about it like it did. Get up. It's time to go. Stop boohooing to God. Oh God, look at my situation. Look how sad it is. Look how hard it is. Oh, I got such a hard time. No, you don't. Because God is always with you. And He says, be courageous all the time. Be courageous. Don't be fearful. Be courageous. Get up. Get up. What are you facing here today? You're not up for. What have you let get in on the inside of your meditator? And it's affecting you. Pulling you into fear. When he says, do not be afraid, it is just like saying, the teacher saying, do not study chapter 3. Skip it. But you haven't skipped it. You're spending all this time studying chapter 3. And it's not even on the test. Skip chapter 3. When you find something that can cause you to be afraid, skip it. Oh, don't need to do that. Nope, not going to be afraid. How many times have you been motivated to pray because of fear? No, I want you to get the picture of this. You are motivated to pray because you are afraid. And yet God's command is... What was His command? Fear not, do not be afraid. And so we have let fear drive us to pray. How do you think God thinks about that? He says, don't be afraid. Don't fear. And here we come on our knees, crying out to God. God says, what's their motivation? They're afraid. So they're disobeying me to come here in my presence. Boy, it got quiet in here. When God says, do not be afraid. Is that for everything except for high gas prices? Is that for everything but your job? Did they have jobs back then? He says, do not be afraid. When you meditate on what things can go wrong in your life, you are feeding fear. Are you being faithful to the Word of God? Now, get the picture of this. I need to paint this whole picture for you because you need to see how this all interacts. How many of you are praying for wisdom or praying for revelation on something in His Word to help you out in your life? I'm sure we probably all could say we are, yeah. We're praying for that. I need, I need wisdom. I need something. I'm asking God, God, I need wisdom on this. God, I need to understand what your word says here. I'm studying the word. I don't understand what this is saying. And we come to God and we are afraid. And we have said to him, I am disregarding the word that I know. Please give me word I do not know. I knew this would be a popular series. I knew you all would like this one. <laughs> Y'all saying, get back on healing, right? <laughs> Let's go over to faith. That's always been. No, we need to learn faithfulness. We need to learn it. I've got to be faithful in the small things before I'm faithful in the big things, right? Isn't that what the Word of God taught? We went into that. Be faithful in what is little so you can be faithful in what is much. If I am not faithful with the Word that I know, why would God entrust me with Word that I don't? Is that God's pattern? As we have shown it so far, we're only into this, what, six weeks? But we've shown you enough. You've seen God's pattern. 
Does He give more to those who have not done something with less? And we've got to be faithful to the Word that we know. Some simple words are out there. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. Make a stand. Believe in God. Have faith. These are simple words. These are things we understand and we need to walk in them. Be strong. End of good courage. Be strong. End of good courage. There's a story. There's a farmer who was out of town. He drove his car and or a guy was out of town. He was, drove his car into a ditch and a farmer came up to him and he had a horse there and you know, you're out there in the country. You don't really have a whole lot of tow trucks and cars in the ditch, so you use what you have. So he hooked, he hooked up his horse to the car. And he began to, you know, get on the horse and talk to the horse. He said, pull, Nelly, pull! Horse just stood there. Horse's, horse's name was Buddy. <laughs> just stood there and didn't move. Pull, Nelly, Pull! Buddy didn't move. Pull, Coco! Pull! Still. Buddy didn't move. Finally, he comes up and he goes, Pull, Buddy! Pull! And the horse pulled the car right out of the ditch. Well, the guy from out of town is just thinking, it's kind of funny. He says, Why did you call the horse the wrong name two times before you finally called it by its right name? He said, Well, Buddy's a blind horse. If he thought he was pulling the car out by himself, he wouldn't work very hard. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be like Buddy. Afraid to do it all on their own. You get out there and you don't let anything bring you in fear. You don't let anything get you out. You stay with it. Be strong and of good courage. Joshua had the exhortation. He stuck with it. And we saw with Joshua, he had a pattern of faithfulness. He had a pattern of faithfulness. When Moses told him to do something, he did it. He had that pattern. But all of a sudden, Ai came in his way. Little village. 36 people died in the battle out of 3,000. Now, it's never good that anybody dies. You know, it's not just 36 people. If you were one of those 36 people, it was your husband. But they were all set back on this thing. They melted like water. We're going to get into Joshua chapter 9, but we'll skip that to next week. Joshua chapter 9 is imperative that we understand for the area of faithfulness, and I don't want to just brush through it real quick. But we already told you this part. You can fill it in here now. It is only a problem to be strong and courageous when we are weak and afraid. That's the only time it's hard. That's the only time we are tested to do what God said. Be strong and courageous in the face of destruction, defeat, despair. Put any other word in there that you want. Be strong and courageous in the face of destruction, defeat, despair. Whatever it is that's coming your way, you be strong and courageous. And understand that there's no problem to obey that command until something causes you to feel or appear weak or for some reason pick up fear. It is faithfulness to remain strong and courageous. This is faithfulness. To be strong and courageous in the midst of things that would cause you fear. In the midst of the things that look like it's destruction. In the midst of the thing that looks like it's defeat. Whatever it is, it is faithfulness 
to remain strong and courageous. What would happen if something nasty happened in your life? And you got before God instead of crying the blues, you stood before God and says, Father God, this wasn't such a good thing that happened today. But I will not get in fear. I will not become dismayed. I will be strong and courageous and believe your word. For one thing, your prayer time just got a whole lot shorter. Because you're done now. You can go home. Go about your stuff. If you pray the other way, how long does it take for you to get all those feelings out? All that stuff out. See, some, some of you folks, you pick on me because you say, I don't have a whole lot of emotions. I don't have a whole lot of feelings. makes prayer time a whole lot easier. <laughs> emotions have, have their place. Don't come to God and think you're going to move Him with emotion. You move Him with what? Faith. When God says something, He means it. You go through the Word of God and you find out what promises He has made to you. We've told you this over and over. We give you books to write things in that you can go back and over, overlook them. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at this. Oh, look at this promise. Look at this principle. Mm. Yeah, He's going to do that. He's going to do that. And come to God in faith. Don't come to God in fear and dismay. When He tells Joshua, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed, I get the idea He doesn't like it. I guess I'm the only one. (laughs) I get the idea he doesn't like that. Husbands, if you come home and you want your wife to go somewhere, do something, don't you come home and do what she likes? Don't you come home and and help out? If you don't want her to do anything, you don't don't care when you come home. You just do what you want, right? But if you want to get her to go somewhere to do something or make something, don't you come home and aren't you a little bit different? Understand. Do what God wants. He wants you to be without fear. He wants you to be full of courage. That's the way He wants you to go. Father God, we thank You for Your Word. Thank You that You have called us to be strong and courageous. You have said, Do not be afraid nor dismayed. Though this is particularly to Joshua, we know that all through the Word You exhort us to not fall into these same things. So help us, Father. As we face things that come into our road and we may think that, oh, i got to go to the left here because I can't go straight. i got to go to the right here because I can't go straight. And we get off our path that we are to be on because some obstacle causes us to be fearful or dismay. Father, we want to be moved by faith, moved by You and directed by You. Joshua should have come right out in this chapter and said, I know it was not God who left us. We have messed up. Let's get this straightened out. That would have been him being strong and courageous. Just like Joshua, we've all fallen in times and we haven't been strong and courageous. And just like you did with Joshua, you accept us back and bring us along and lead us on into victory. Thank you for the victory that you lead us on to. We give you the praise and the glory for it.